It is my blessing and privilege and responsibility to share a father's testimony. I was somewhat struggling because my desire, because he revealed and downloaded so much to my heart, I want to read this letter. And I was struggling, and I needed a green light from him. And he's so faithful. He said, Mary, what's more important, the delivery or the words of the Spirit that I give you to speak, to hear of Daddy's heartbeat? I love this verse. They overcame and conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. The Passion says, of his testimony, and I say, this is God's testimony. I had nothing to do with it, and I'm just speaking and reading the letter, praying that you guys would be touched by his heartbeat this morning. When the Lord downloaded this into my heart, the title was, One Thing is Needed. But then through the course of the last week, I added another title. One day with the king. Our father loves us to be transparent with him and with one another. The body of Christ is a safe place to share with openness and honesty. That's what he's called me to do in this testimony. The Spirit showed me what I have with you at TGM is like the upper room, a place of intimacy. His testimony is motivated by a heart to share as a proclamation of his very goodness and kindness to me. I would have despaired had I not believed that I would have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. As the bride of Christ, we're called to behold Jesus. By seeing Jesus, we get a glimpse into our good, good Father. The sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. When we declare and proclaim of his goodness and kindness, others can repent from wrong mindsets about God. Do you realize that all of the wealth of his extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you to repentance? If your minds are speaking anything of the flavor of his true nature, those are thoughts that need to be changed of who God really is. The Sunday that Peter was here, I couldn't come as I was sick. But God, because of his goodness, used that time that I had alone. Before Jim left to come, I remember my heart being so frustrated at where I was in my walk. I did vent to Jim, and he was gracious to just listen. Even as close as our oneness is with our spouses, they might not even know what our good, good father is up to on our behalf. This verse is what happened. As I felt his hand take mine and lead me to do just this. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life. I am your oasis. He was the initial gift of salvation. But over the years, this promise has remained to one thing I cling to over and over. He never lets me down. Today, I gently needed him to remind me 
He is my guide. He is my helper. And where I go when hearts are heavy, he who is promised is faithful. For many years after receiving Christ, I knew enough to realize I was stuck under both the Old and the New Covenants. As a born-again Christian, that is not a good recipe for living the abundant life so freely promised. The New Covenant made between God and himself has set us as beneficiaries to all who believe on him. His faithfulness in teaching me, I now see that he doesn't see me under both covenants. Repentance means the very thing to change your mind. My mind was plagued for many years of what I must do to please my Father God, which unfortunately is characterized by a mind and a heart not at rest and peace in the finished work of Jesus. The two burdens I needed to give him that day involved not having received a revelation in the new covenant and also feeling void of his love. As I began to sit with Jesus and vent as soon as the words came out, Lord, I've listened so many years to hours of teaching on the new covenant. They revealed my striving and my efforts involved. I've been looking for a revelation by my striving and not receiving it as a grace gift. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus our Lord, continue to walk in him. If Jesus is full of grace and truth, then I must receive everything I need in accordance to grace, which means freely given and freely received. Holy Spirit showed me that he desires for me to hear him because he made each one of us so unique and individually he really does know how we learn best okay so now he had my attention and i heard him say mary you're actually listening to too many teachings most of my waking hours i had earbuds in i was missing out on living the abundant life I was somewhat baffled because aren't we supposed to be fervent studiers of the new covenant? I was on a treadmill driven by my effort. That's why I had become so frustrated. His response was, without me, you can do nothing. I lived this way for years not realizing life was passing me by. This had replaced learning directly from Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith. Learning to walk by faith in the finished work is a process and takes time. He said, you need to be patient with yourself. He knew of my zeal without knowledge that stirred up a spirit of prematurity in my walk, always going ahead of him. But it doesn't faze him. He is so wonderfully patient with us, he can wait as long as it takes for us to get worn out. (laughs) He then led me to Genesis 3, where Eve was tempted by the serpent. When the liars spoke to her, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
she stepped outside of trusting her good, good father to have already given her everything that God knew was best for her, as if she was lacking something when he created her. But the truth was, after God created man, he saw her and Adam, and he said, very good. Very good in the Hebrew means exceedingly, abundance, beautiful, bountiful, and at ease. I saw the parallel with Eve. I also stepped outside of trusting my father for giving me everything I needed found in Jesus and when he wants to reveal truths in my life. These next words took my breath away because I was beholding his kindness in these words. You desire a revelation in the new covenant. I desire for you to walk in freedom from a wound that I see you carrying, which is darkness that lingers that ought not to be a part of you. Freedom from this wound is found only in me. Oh, I could sense the essence of his love. I am a friend that sticks closer to a brother so that two people should not be carrying the same burden. I am the one that carried your wound of thinking you're worthless since the time you were a little girl. Jesus saw the arrows that came consistently, which became a stronghold in my life. The battle is in our minds. But I had no idea this was something I still carried around like a limp that he desired to set me free from. The flavor of the arrow from the liar spoken to my mind was at my personhood. You'll never amount to anything, or you're not. Those arrows scream of lack, but the truth says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. This is by far not what I expected that day as I was being tutored by the Holy Spirit to sit with Jesus as Mary did and listen to what he had to say. But God in his goodness really does have my best interest in his heart and mind. Then I was led to about five verses on receiving his love. The first was Romans 5.5. 5. We can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given. I meditated on Romans 5 until my heart was persuaded and I began to see with spiritual eyes. I already have his love! found in the person of Jesus. I saw that his love was given as part of my inheritance in my storehouse of treasures. I saw my unbelief that I thought I was in lack without his love. So search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters. Make sure that none of you has an evil, unbelieving heart hiding within you, for it will lead you astray. My roaming was not trusting that he had already given me everything I needed for life and godliness found in his son, Jesus. And he would be so kind to reveal where my unbelief was hiding. Hebrews 3 
talks of God being grieved by the Israelites for 40 years by sinning in not believing him. It is clear they could not enter into their inheritance because they wrapped their hearts in unbelief. All these words spoken to me by my father was like a washing away from the filth of darkened mindsets formed out of not knowing how loved and accepted I was by Father God. The next day while driving the car, the liar came with an old arrow of the same flavor. You're not. This temptation by the arrow came one too many times because after all that the Holy Spirit showed me the day before, I knew I had God in my court, so to speak, helping, leading, and guiding just as he promised to do. The one who knows me best reminded me, your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the world forces of darkness. The lies and the wrong thought patterns are like poison to any one of us, believer or unbeliever. Some seem to plague us all of our lives. This was an incredible gift of freedom manifested to me this day. This rhema is what set me free. I like the way I made you. After he gave me these precious truth-filled thoughts, I began shouting, I love the way you made me too. <laughs> It was glorious. I began shouting in agreement. How could 62 years of unbelief be wiped away by seven words spoken by Father God and impact me so much because of his great love for me? He knew what I needed to hear when he led me to just sit at his feet. Joy flooded my car as I began to see he really wanted me to be comfortable in my own skin. For years, I wanted to be like anyone else. I'll never forget a dear brother in Jesus sharing a few years ago. The bride of Christ is like a symphony, which we each need to learn how to play that instrument that God designed for his purpose. So if my so-called instrument is to tell people how much God values them, then like Mary, I say, let it be according to your word. I love this definition. To know the value of something, look at the price that someone was willing to pay for it. Jesus gave his all for us. He demonstrated his love at the cross and the resurrection. That determines and put a price tag, so to speak, on our value. A few words but hold so much power because the truth of knowing how loved and valued and accepted we are by Father God is by far one of the greatest and deepest needs of humanity. Like Abraham, Moses, Gideon, Ezekiel, Hagar, and on and on, when they had an encounter with God, they named that very place after him. So since my encounter happened in my car, Jim, I think I need a personalized license plate with capital R-H-E-M-A. You got it. <laughs> Rhema, a word spoken by God.
I wanted to pull over and put a stake down to represent my death, like the ones people put down on the side of the road where their loved one died. Yes, I died 2,000 years ago, but Jesus manifested this truth in 2023. I died listening to the enemy tell me of my worthlessness and value. Holy Spirit told me, if you need to speak of the liar, it's supposed to be in reference of him being disarmed to us all by Jesus' finished work. Disarm means to wholly put off, denotes a separation as to what was put off. When lies are targeted at my mind, I can disown them. No longer belong in here. I'm a daughter of the king. I can stand in confidence and boldness and declare what my father says about me. I know of a name that will eradicate every lie the world wrapped your mind around. Jesus, name that is one who has eradicated every negative name you have claimed for yourself. This revealing that happened to me of to be known by him is one of his glorious ways of tasting of his intimacy. He saw I was consumed with trying to gain understanding in the new covenant, which is not a wrong motive, but he desired to reveal of his love and acceptance first. Why would I not choose the freedom that he so graciously paid to provide for me already? Since this revelation took place a month ago and showed me where he is at work, his passion has become content to learn of his love for me. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. I'm coming to understand the order is so very needful because before his love can be expressed outward, we need to know of his love for ourselves. In my being naive to where he is at work, I actually have had it reversed. Wanted to love others without really grasping for myself how long and wide and how deep is the love of Christ that to know this love is, surpasses knowledge. My heart is saying amen to knowing of his great love for me. And now there remain faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, unselfish love for others, growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choicest graces, but the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest of all? Because it has the power to transform lives, heal mental and physical challenges, satisfy the soul, comfort the mourning, beautify the world, and soften the hard heart. There's no end what his love can do, because God is love. May he be glorified for revealing all of this to me. 
May Romans 5, 5 become my springboard to display his kindness, which leads men to repentance. What an awesome privilege that we are always carrying around in the body, the dying of Jesus, so that the resurrection life of Jesus may also be shown in our body to help others change their mind about good, good father, and by the hearing of the words spoken by the Spirit, become theirs as well. Before I finish this up, I'd like to add, I was astonished that he downloaded so much to my heart that day. He said, we wrote it together. I was like, he really can melt our hearts. Hello, promised land. I'd like to read the lyrics of this song that he really used to minister to my heart that day with my king. I'm standing at your door. My heart is calling yours. Come fall into my arms. You're weary from it all. Been running for too long. I'm here to bring you home. Look up and lift your eyes. The future's opened wide. I have great plans for you. Oh, yes, I do. Your past is dead and gone. Your healing has begun. I've made all things new. Can you see us dancing? I'll turn your sorrow into shouting. I'll turn your fear into faith on the waves. Come on, let's go. I set every star into place so you would remember my name. I made it all for you. You are my masterpiece. You are the reason I sing. This is my song for you. I'm reaching out. Oh, I'll chase you down. Come on, I dare you. Just believe. Won't you believe that I love you? I really love you. Don't be afraid. Know that I am your strength. You can trust me. We're walking on the water, dancing on the waves. Oh, watch us. Walking on the water, dancing on the waves. Father, you have been so good and kind to me. You plan this whole testimony out to allow those hearers that you will orchestrate who need to listen of your very nature. Your very essence of your personhood is like a magnet that draws us to you. I thank you and I praise you for unveiling this truth to my heart and mind. I pray for the body of Christ to understand your love first. Freely you have received and freely be givers of your love so that the dying world can hear through us declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. In Jesus' name. This is Mark Testerman, Senior Pastor of Triumphant Grace Ministries. I want to say thank you for listening to the finished work gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that the good news found throughout the message has richly encouraged you in the love of the Father. Friends, this podcast is supported by the generous financial support of its listeners. And if today's message has ministered to you, then would you consider a gift that ministers back to us? You can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 833-632-1315, or you can visit triumphantgrace.com and donate through PayPal or credit card. 
The cornerstone scripture for Triumphant Grace Ministries is found in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14. For by one sacrifice, He has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Great grace, such grace, triumphant grace to you. God bless you.